Good morning, this is Margarita. Our scripture passage today comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 36, verses 5 through 10. Dear God, I pray that our hearts and minds will be opened as we read this passage. Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your justice like the great deep. You, Lord, preserve both people and animals. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God! People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright in heart. Good morning, Renew. I'm so glad that you can join us this morning in our um, worship service. My name is MacDill. I'm one of the pastors here at Renew. And thank you for reading the scripture uh, passage. Our title for this morning, The Joy of Desiring God. And it comes from Psalms 36, verse 5 through 10. And all these verses that we uh, have read together, it is interesting how... King David looked around with a lot of grief upon the wickedness of the wicked. And in this psalm, we see how he looks up for comfort upon the goodness of God. Have you ever been in a place that you're like desperate? That you don't know what to do in that moment, in that situation, that nothing makes sense, then everything around you is just chaos. That you don't have comfort in your heart. That things are, can be overwhelming in your life. I think all of us have been through that. And I think King uh, David, when he was uh, writing this psalm, he was in that moment. In that that dark place, when out of the uh, desperation, he asked for comfort and he looked upon God. He knew about God's goodness. He was meditating on this. He knew about God's grace. And that's why he was just praising God. If we read again the first uh, verse 5, it starts with this. Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. It's interesting how in this uh, verse 5, it starts talking about God's love. I think since the beginning of this year, This will be our third service, actually. We've been talking about God's goodness and the way he loves humanity, the way he loves you and me. That's why he sent his only son to die for us. So we can have that relationship with him. And King David, even though 
Jesus was still not born. Jesus uh, was still not that a savior for all of us yet. But King David had a relationship with God and he knew how good he was and how good he still is until this time. So these verses really speak to us, to our heart, the way that God loves us, even especially through difficult times, to the difficult times that we're going right now. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year we're going to have a lot of snow, which is a blessing. I'm sure you guys enjoy the snow as much as I did. It was fun. It was good. But it was a lot. Some of us probably couldn't get out of our houses. It was a lot of snow. We couldn't make it to church. So the first service of the year, we only did it online. Thank God last week we got a chance to meet in person. But for obvious reason, we can't do that anymore. It's not possible. So we're going back online only. And I remember the first week we were talking about these practices. How are we going to start the year? What are we going to do as a Christians? What are the right things to do? And what is it that God desires for us as his children, right? We talk about patience. We talk about being humble. And a lot of different practices that I think now will come in handy. Because a lot of us, I don't know about you, but especially me, I don't feel good going back online again, knowing that nobody's here in the church, that the chairs, that the pews are empty. But God is still working in your life, in your homes, wherever you are, he's at work. And this verse reminds us of his love. His love will reach all the way to the heavens. And he's faithful to us. That's the reminder of this morning. And even though it's hard for me to be here by myself, to have another sermon preaching to empty pews, empty chairs, to an empty church, I know in my heart that the church is not the building. The church is the people. The people that loves God. The people that are still faithful. That even with the struggles in life, even with the hardship, even when darkness, you still reach out to Him. Because He's the one who has the answers. Amen? So that's a reminder for all of us this morning. The next verse says this. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains for justice, like the great deed. You, Lord, preserve both people and animals. We know that God loves us so much. We already know that. But in verse 6, it's telling something really interesting about God's righteousness. 
that is really high like the mountains. It's really interesting that God is the one who created that, right? And there's some mountains that I'm sure there's been people who want to hike that, but it's, the elevation is so high that not everyone can do it. But it says, the Bible says right here in this psalm that it's the highest mountains. It's like God's justice. What is that speaking into our lives this morning? When we seek justice, when we know God desired that for us, we're talking about hard work here. And let me explain why. One of the reasons that I feel, I can be wrong, but I feel that David know maybe in his time that he couldn't like hike a mountain, the highest mountain he could see. Now, nowadays, like people like use equipment, really expensive and things. But he knew it was impossible back then. He might even try. I don't know. But he, in his mind, he was visioning that. If the highest mountains is like your justice, he's. I want that. When I say that it's hard work, it means that it's something that is not come easy, that we have to work for. I feel like some of us, probably this is not your case, but some of us don't want to put up the work. We are those cute Christians that like everything hanged out, right? That uh, Christians are supposed to be like Jesus. Jesus came to this world to change cultures with his love, with justice. But we don't represent that Jesus anymore. This society is so confused that even when they're trying to do justice, they're doing it wrong. Because God's intention for us is to do it through Him, with His love, not with, uh, not with our own wisdom, not with our human wisdom. And when I say it comes with a lot of work, that's because sometimes we don't want to climb that mountain. We don't want to be in the presence of God. We don't want to wait until he says what he has for us. We go out and do as we think is best for us and for the rest of the people. We as human beings make mistakes. I'm not perfect. And I'm sure you recognize that you're not perfect. Right? But still we try to do things on our own without God. Remember last week when we talked about the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit moves in our lives and that we need to listen and move where he wants us to move. When Moses went up to the mountain, 
and he was in the presence of God. When he came down from that mountain, he was different. Yes, he spent time with God and his presence. And I'm sure he didn't want to leave that mountain. He was sent down because the people of Israel were doing bad things because they thought Moses was dead. But going up to that mountain is experience the presence of God to his fullest and knowing him personally. Who of us won't experience that? But like I say before, I feel like we got into this comfort Christianity. When we go and do things, when we look for the church to expect to receive something without participating, without being the church. When Jesus came and died for us and went up to heaven, he com commanded all of us, not even the disciples, but everyone to go and spread the gospel, to go and love your neighbor, to go and do justice. And in this verses, for both people and animals and nature in general. Why? Because that was God's plan since the beginning. Since the beginning of creation. But we always want to do things on our own. With our own wisdom. So we continue to the next verse. How priceless is your unfailing love, O oh God. People take refuge in the shadow of your winds. So as we try to break this down, again, we talk about unfailing love. God knows that we make mistakes. God knows our hearts. And he knows that we try and we fail. But his love, it's unfailing. And we take that as a refuge to the shadow of his wings. I don't know, but when one day was like writing this, I feel this, his heart was just heavy. He really wanted that refuge. He knew he reached out to God. God would comfort him. And in desperation, he did that. And look at what we're reading. The whole Bible is a representation of God's love for us. I know, I know for a fact that when you read a scripture, when we come here, when we read a scripture together, it's something powerful 
that is moving in the inside of us. It depends on us if we want to listen to that, if we want to feel that and put that in practice. Because God has intended that for us. He is our refuge. He is the one who is going to protect us against anything. But we need to come to him to receive that. And this refuge is that shalom that we receive in our hearts. The knowing that we're going through difficult times. The knowing that we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Our refuge is God. And knowing that, that will bring peace to our hearts. And that's something that we need to reflect on. Moving on, verse 8 says, The feast on the abundance of your house, you give them drink from your river of delights. So when he's talking about his house and the river of delights, remember that uh, water of life the scripture talk, talks about. Even Jesus told to this woman, like, if you get, give me to drink to that water, you will be thirsty again. But the water that I bring, you will never be thirsty again. He's not talking about physical water. But the river of his delights, what is in heaven, what God wants for us. This verse is talking about what God really wants for our lives. And it's a representation of what we want. Like I mentioned in the beginning, the title of this sermon is The Joy of Desiring God. I don't know about you, but when you read these verses, don't you want to desire God more and more? And that will bring joy to your heart? Have you ever seen someone who is going through really difficult times, that is struggling, and is still joyful? I don't know about you, but that's really hard to see. Because I don't know about... All of you were like, I'm going to something difficult. I'm not very joyful. I'm not jump, jumping up and down with a big smile. I'm sad. Sometimes I can't handle it. But what he's saying here, the joy of knowing God and, this, and the desire that we, that we have for God brings joy to our hearts. It's not saying only because when you're going through life and everything's happy. It's not saying only when things are hard, difficult. But when you seek God, he will put that in your heart, in your life. Your spirit will be lift up. Again, you will gain strength. You can keep going. Verse 9. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. 
I don't know about you, but I, I never see a fountain of life. And I know this is something that God, uh, David is talking about, the fountain of life. It's again that living water that brings life. That whenever you are in this dark place, God's abundance will fill your life like that fountain. It will never end. Every time that you come to God, he will have that life for you, that joy. It will never end. And the light that he is, that's the light that we see. Verse 10. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright heart. Once again, verse 10 talks about love. God's love will continue in your life to those who know him. So if you haven't been paying attention, I know you have. We see six different things that we are going to highlight really quick. The first one was love and faithfulness. The second one was justice, justice like a great deed. Preserve both people and animals. The third one, love and refuge in the shadow of your winds. Four, abundance drink from your river of delights. Fifth, fountain of life. In your life we see light. Six, love to those who know you. Your righteousness in heart. All of this has no boundaries, has no limits. Sometimes the one who puts the limitations is us. God has no limits. We put boundaries to God sometimes. We set up our own limits. And these verses has no boundaries, no limits. Everything that we have read, it's in abundance. God's steadfast Love for us is in abundance. It's one of the attributes of God. Psalms 36 is that. It's showing us, it's saying to us, this, this attribute of God, it's in abundance. And his faithful love is for us always. Every time that we want it, every time that we need it, it's there. It's us who sometimes just turn around from that. And we try to do things on our own. We don't rely on the Holy Spirit. We don't rely on God. But David mentions and refers to God uh, unfailing love. More than three times in this verse. Actually, three times. Verse 5, 7, and 10. 
his loving kindness and unfailing love. This is God's covenant to us. He's faithful and loyal to his people. Just as you who are married, we love our wives, right? If you have kids, you love your kids. If you have parents, you love your parents. Right, kids? It's the same thing. God loves his children. And he's always faithful to us. So, like I mentioned before, the gospel itself is a picture of God's love for all of us. Every time you read your Bible, every time you read a passage, it brings life to you. It speaks to you. It moves something inside of you that you know this is coming from God. He is the light. Sometimes our journey before us can seem really dark. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes we don't understand. But God promises to us that his presence will be the light that we need in that moment of darkness. If you take refuge under the shadows of God's wing, if you find refuge, finding refuge means Fleeing means to flee to a refuge. You're running as fast as you can to that refuge. And when we are in desperate need, that's what we need to do. Come to his presence as fast as we can. If we need to repent, if we need to fall on our knees and recognize that God is the only one who can bring that peace into our hearts, who can comfort us, not only today, not only tomorrow, but always. It's in abundance. It's with that intensity. It can never stop if we want it. That's when we find that feeling of safetyness, deliverance, because we know his unfailing mercy and his love. It's always with us. When we find Jesus living in our hearts, that's what it means, the gospel, the gospel that brings light into our lives. Let's pray this morning. Thank you, God, for this time. Thank you, God, for the ways you teach us. The seeking your face. That your love is unfailing. That your grace is without measure. Thank you, God, for this time. Thank you, God, 
for the ways that you're touching our lives through your word. Thank you because even though we don't know the things that are happening that we don't understand, we know you're doing something. We know you're at work in our lives. And I know you're touching people's life this morning. And I pray for every single family that is part of Renew, for their hearts, for their lives, for their kids. We just pray for our community, that you can be with us, that your love can be in abundance for all of us, that we can feel your presence of God, and we can be filled by your spirit. Amen.